Good evening, ladies and gents. Welcome back to another episode of the Fan Zone podcast, episode 34. We are back with you, as always, joined by myself and, and Colin. Not only is today a three point podcast, as Colin likes, but it's a three point podcast with the playoffs in the bag. Woohoo! Um, Woohoo! Uh, obviously, 2 0 against Fleetwood sealed the deal, and we will see Wanderers play in the League One playoffs. Um, and uh, I'm sure they'll make for some exciting fixtures, but without further ado, we will get cracking. And Thank you to everybody who's joined us, by the way, before we get going any further, Ben. You know, give yourself they know a the script. Give yourself they a break. <laughs> coming on board tonight. They know the script. So, Ange, what did you make of the game? What did you make of our 2 0 win against Fleetwood? Um, I thought it was comfortable. I thought um I thought that we got the reaction that we required from the boys. I tell you what, I completely missed what that red card was about when I was there. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't see any of it. I saw it. All. I was like, yeah. what's Dan? I'll have a good view of that. But I, yeah. I, I was like, what? I don't even know what's just happened. We um, did. Indeed. But yeah, no. Um, we could have probably put a couple more away. But do you know what? I'm not going to dwell on any negatives at all today because I am a happy bunny. Plenty of those I around. I don't even know what I'm talking about about the match. I'm done. I'm done about the next one. Is that the best you can come up with that, Ange? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, it is. Even if I'm yesterday, a little bit delicate, a little bit tired. Yeah, it? yeah. <coughs> you were uh, dabbling with the black Sambuca, so that might be why your contributions tonight are a little bit blunter than usual. <laughs> Colin, what about you? What did you make of the game? Um, professional. Um, responsive is the word I'd use. I thought they responded very well to the adversity that was Tuesday evening. Um, I thought they responded well as well to the conditions because I, th- I was a little bit concerned at one point with the the, the torrential um, rain that we had to endure, that it was going to cause us a few problems because obviously, you know, as a way we like to play, um, getting the ball on the deck and it was... Well, holding up at all, but it was uh, weren't the, weren't, the, weren't the ideal scenario. But yeah, they, they responded well to that. Uh, obviously, he never adjusted his tactics in game to 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 accommodate that. We scored a good a good time. Uh, we managed to get to half time without any hiccups, um, and we did our bit, didn't we? Which is all we can really ask for. Um, lucky, I guess that that Derby and and Peterborough dropped points, but you know you make your own luck, don't you? Because you still need to pick up the result and 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 you know, bring us forward and, and move us forward into the playoffs. Um, like I said before, we went live. I'm not a huge fan of the, the title of the podcast this evening, being E-I-E-I-E-I-O. <laughs> not, I'm not going that far yet, but um, I do fancy us over um, two legs against anyone in the playoffs. Um, and obviously the, the Wembley trip's another lottery in it. So, yeah, excited. Um, still got a job to do on 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 Sunday. Is it Sunday? It's Sunday in it the game, or is it? Yeah, it's Sunday in it. Still got a job to do on Sunday. It's uh, it's still a massive game. That I think we shouldn't shouldn't really hide away from that. We need to go into the playoffs off, after back to back wins. Um, I can keep saying momentum is really important, um, and I, I can't see um, Ian Everett looking at it any other way. Um, 
and I wouldn't expect them uh, to go there and, and try not to win, despite who we may or may not play as a result of that. Absolutely. Uh, some great comments. And obviously that, that trip to Wembley, a second trip to Wembley for the group is, is going to be on their wish list and they're going to be, you know, playing very, very well to get there. Um I mean, it's a huge incentive, isn't it? Let's be honest. Like, obviously, they've got, they've been, you know, as we know all know, they've been there already and performed really well. So they'll have that in the back of it now, aren't they? they yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and I think it's um, that type of thing breeds breeds uh, positivity towards the thoughts and determinations, doesn't it? Really, uh, they kind of know what to expect if they are fortunate enough to get there. I do find, I do think as well, if we, we're playing over two legs and us being at home first and away second is probably better for us because the team that we come up against can't sit in at home, can they, against us? They're going to have to come at us in the second leg. And when teams do that, we tend to be able to pick them apart. So I think that 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 in a, in a strange way is going to be quite advantageous for us, I think. We need to, get, that. We need to get a job done, first leg, job done, and then yes. we can... Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But my, my, my point is, is if we don't if we don't manage to do that, I think even you know the second leg being away is actually probably, in a strange way, probably better for us as as a team. So it's not panic stages. We, if we, don't, if we don't win. I don't worry about going to any of those teams. They've all got decent grounds and a decent pitch, and I don't. It's not like we're going to a little scrappy Burton or whatever. I'm. I don't. I'm, I'm with you, Carl. I don't think it's a massive um, advantage us to the other team them having the away leg. Also having no, the away leg. It yeah, being yeah. that way, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I'm thinking about it yesterday. It'll certainly make for an interesting mix-up. But but as you said, Colin, I don't. I'm pretty confident against most teams in in this league. Uh, over two legs. I think the only team I'd, I'd really like to avoid, like the plague, which obviously we now do, will do, is, is Ipswich. I think that's nah. an excellent slide. Um, yeah, definitely. I saw a very, very, very I'm good glad. comment. I think it was by Brandon earlier on in the chat. He was saying that I'm so glad the three treks are out of the way, be it Ipswich and Plymouth. Um, yeah. Obviously, yeah. That, that's a good point, that. You know, not having to move all the way down to, to uh, Devon or, or East Anglia. Yeah, it's it's both of them not too far away. Uh, Another, we'll we'll sort of still carry on with the theme of the games. We'll touch on individual performances a little bit. Obviously, Randall Williams was was given the nod this time round over Declan John, his uh, counterpart in that position. Yeah. Um, Obviously, the absence of Idell towards when he first went out was pretty sorely missed. It felt like, but. Seems to be both Deck John and Randall Williams have have stepped up to the plate, so to speak. I think Randall, the last couple of games, has actually come into his own a little bit and has started to develop a little bit more confidence. Uh, so it's good to see him, you know, getting to uh, full form just in time for the playoffs as well. Uh, what did you make of his performance, Carl? Um, I, I mean, He's been signed for a reason, and he obviously he's, he's got plenty of ability in terms of his attacking prowess. Um, and as, as I've said on multiple occasions on previous podcasts, you got to give a lot of time in terms of his match fitness. And he, he hardly played any, you know, just started the, the first half of the season with Hull. Um, so you know, to expect a, a player to come in and 
you know, be so dominant on on the left hand side like Connor Bradley is on the right is is gonna it's gonna ask a lot in it. Um, so you got to give him a little bit of time. I think obviously them, you know, the extra games, and I think he'll probably start again next weekend as well to give him more minutes. Uh, and I think he deserves his place. I thought he played very well. Um, a little bugbear of mine with him. He's a little bit. The only main criticism is he's not as wholehearted as I would want from my fullbacks in terms of when the 50-50s are there and you know the the determination to, to kind of go into a tackle and stuff. He's a bit. Bit flaky in that respect. I don't know whether he's had a bit of a bad injury record. Steps off a little bit, doesn't he? he does step yeah. off a little bit from, from the commitment. Yeah, because I always think you're going to get more injuries if you if you if you act in that manner. But other than that, I mean, I know he's not really a, a, a wing. It's not a fullback, is he? Really? Let's be honest. He's more of a winger. Um, but in the way the way we set up, he's he can certainly be a an important player for us moving forward if he gets his match fitness. Absolutely. I think some of the comments that were, were being passed on from Hull fans on his signing for us were the same sort of messages, that he wasn't quite physical enough for the championship, but there's definitely a player in there somewhere. Obviously, mm. he was well regarded at Exeter. Uh, he had a, a very fine season indeed with them uh, down in League Two. Um, I think he was, if I remember correctly, part of their promotion winning team. Um, so... Uh, there's a player in there. I think we're just going to have to be quite patient to, mm. to, to get to see that player at full as, form. As we are with all our signings, at any any point, you know, we we have a certain way of playing, don't we? That if you don't, if you've not had a, a pre-season with us, you you kind of going to struggle unless you're of a certain type. And I think the only player really who hasn't struggled, excluding Traff, is probably Dion Charles. But I think his tenacious attitude and the way he's, he he plays the game probably suited us to kind of you know. Coming to the team without any, any issues, but every other player you, you, you can kind of think has took a little bit of time to get up to speed, aren't they? Really, absolutely. Um, Dempsey, a, a fine example of that point. Um, mm. Someone that you know mm. perhaps was trying a little bit too hard to begin with, but is now consistently our best performer, probably, and has been for, for the last few weeks, uh, possibly months, even. We've been talking about him on the podcast for a long, long time. Uh, another person we've been talking about on the podcast a lot uh, is, of course, Owen Toll, who came back from, from injury. Looked like he'd never been out, didn't he? He was frighteningly good. Um, he's, um, yeah, just he's somewhat special, else isn't it? It's, uh, yes. You have some uh, special characteristics to go away for a few weeks with an injury and come back and not like you've missed a beat and, and come back in at full speed. It's... I think so the reason why he's the reason why he's able to do that. I think he's just he's, re, he's reading of the game as much as anything else. He, he he's able to. Oh, I'm not going to put him in the same category as Gary Kale, for Christ's sake. But he's got that that kind of way about him that he doesn't have to really rely upon any any form of pace because he reads it so well. And I think that's yeah. why he came in yesterday. It looked like he'd, he'd never been away. He'd never been away. Seamless, really. He and I think that's helped. I think that's helped the likes of Randall that he knows he's not got a cover for anyone else because he's got that strength back in that back line. And Randall's best game for us yesterday. He didn't have to do much defensively, granted. Um, but it must it's got to play on their minds that you know what, we've got a makeshift back line. I need to be I, I just think that even well, when we get Santos back, I think that'll help again. Yeah. Hopefully that'll be maybe potentially Sunday, but I really hope so, yeah. It's a very, very good I think point, he needs a game. I just think he needs a game uh, mm. before playoffs to just just settle him back in again. 
it's a very, very good point, that, Ange. I, I couldn't agree more because I think maybe that's why we haven't had so much attacking prowess in recent games because there, there is an element of concern over the fact that the, the, the defensive structure is somewhat um, makeshift and maybe psychologically, subconsciously, sorry, the players are a little bit more inclined to think about the defensive jobs as opposed to their attacking. Um, and having and having your captain at the team is obviously such an important player. It's going to have its effect in it. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, it's bound to have some sort of impact, especially when that defense has been so important for us this season. Has kept so many clean sheets. You know, there's a reason why they're in that team and they're picked every week, and that's because they are consistently fantastic performers. And so. To, mm. to, to have a hole in the team, it obviously affects the rest of the group. Uh, Pete Limbrick uh, has agreed with us and said, uh, how good was Toll? It was great to have him back. Chris has, has mirrored what he said. Um, and another comment we've had is Toll is just flawless, simple as, nothing phases him, which is a, a, another good point. He just seems so unfaltered by anything else that happens. Uh, he's, he's, he's really switched on. And uh, we'll be a, an important player for us in years to come. I'm sure. Ben, as much as we enjoy everybody joining us, who, who, who always join us on the on the chat on YouTube, can we give uh, Pete a shout out? Because I don't think I've seen him knocking about before, and like it's always good to welcome. welcome it certainly people. is. It's uh, it's nice to have the regulars, but as always, it's it's nice if you're joining us for the first, second, or third time and and just finding your feet. It's nice to have you with us. We do appreciate it. If you want to catch up on any episodes, then you can do over on Spotify or you can catch us on YouTube. Yes, if you get a bit bored tonight and you've got something to do, it's not the end of the world because you can just go on, you know, Spotify or, or whatever. And bit of bank holiday decorating, get it on Spotify. Absolutely. Yeah, but if you, yeah, make sure you're not doing it if it's not your, your living room or main room. If it's like a spare bedroom, it's not as bad because if you like a mess up a wall because of our boring voices, it's not as bad as it. <laughs> Talk about it yourself. <laughs> it's, uh, I would certainly recommend the Wembley one. I think we were all in good spirits for that one. Um, yes, there are some good episodes and some good episodes to come. Which I think if you, if you look at the if you look at the podcasts, I think we haven't really got any reason not to be positive in any of them, really, have we? Because we've made progression, haven't we? Again, like this season. Uh, I think Accrington was perhaps the only one we could got could have got. Yeah, <laughs> but when you look at that in a cold light of day, you know, like we've just discussed, like you know, a lot of injuries, you know, played a few quite a lot of games in a short period of time. We've scraped through games recently, haven't we? As well, it was kind of going to always going to happen, but there's been progression from all season, haven't there? So we've not really had any reason to be kind of too negative, really. In my opinion. no, it's been a good season to start. It's been a good season to start a pod. To be fair. Yeah, definitely. It has certainly gone in our favour. Um, two individuals I also wanted to touch on uh, up at the top end of the pitch, Dion and Katja. I've had some comments in that I'll go through and uh, and read. Uh, Brandon has said, unsung hero from Saturday was MJ in the middle. He was immense and so commanding, which is a good point. Um, we have had one from David Green, and he said, got to praise Kachunga, proved his worth. He's turning haters into believers. <laughs> Um, Chris He's always been a believer. Should have always been a believer with him. He's played at the highest level. He's got more experience than any of our players put together, and that's exactly the reason why you should have always believed in that fella. It's not just about scoring goals, as LSG stats will back up. Indeed, uh, Chris has given him his Man of the Match award, which of course we'll touch on in just a little bit. Um, I think 
Danny has said Catcher and Dion is our best strike partnership. Uh, Chris has said that Catcher is taking us to Wembley again. <laughs> so uh, some some big plaudits there for for Catcher. Um, I, think it's I'm well here for it. it. I'm here for it. I like that. I love that. Absolutely. It's uh, some turnaround of form. Or perhaps not form, but I mean, it is form, really. I mean, it, since Wembley, he's just been a different player. Um, even just his holding of the ball. Even just his holding of the ball yesterday on that really difficult surface. I thought he looked much stronger and not quite as... Yeah, he's, yeah it's his mentality. Yeah. It's his mindset. He's 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 flipped that switch and pats off to him yesterday. Great performance. He's got no sonny. That's the word. He's got no. He knows how to play the game properly. You know, in, in a certain way, doesn't he? He knows how to draw fouls. He knows when to get at the ref. He knows what what areas to to fall to to win us free kicks in the right areas to get us up the pitch. All that stuff that we you miss at this level. There's not many players who who have that about them. And you can see why he's played at a lot high, a lot, a lot far more higher level than we are now. Indeed, um, his experience is invaluable, as Chris has just mentioned there. But also, you know, his ability—I mean, his job isn't to score goals, and I don't think people should judge him on how many goals he scores. Everything else that he does is just fantastic. The way, he, as, as you said, Colin, there was a thread on Twitter. Um, I'm not sure if you, any of you have saw it, but it was a big, long thread. Yeah, and, yeah it was a really good read uh, and it identified Catcher as one of our, our most important players. Did you um, retweet that through the fans on uh, Twitter account then? I'm not sure if I did. It might be on my personal one. Uh, it might be on the fan zone. Uh, if you want to go and find out, then go and follow us. Um, but yeah, I saw it on I your think... personal one, Ben. Yeah. Absolutely. Although the lad who yeah. did it, it is, he is a... He is a He's a red, but you can have to rise. You can have to rise above that because it's it's good analytics. <laughs> it is indeed. It's but, flat. Um, <laughs> do you think Dion and Catcher is our best strike partnership? Um, and I suppose there's two ways you could look at this because I think if we're playing in the championship, it's it's very likely that those two would be able to start every single week. But against the the more physical sides in League One. Perhaps your likes of Burton, Shrewsbury. I think that the that partnership would fizzle out a little bit. Uh, there's been some comments though that are backing that and saying that that for the way that we play, Dion and Catcher is absolutely our most effective partnership. Just want to get your thoughts on that. And we'll go to you first. What do you make of uh, that that partnership up front? I I really like them playing together. I think Wembley proved that. I think they trust each other. I think they've pro they've been they know each other the best out of everyone we've got. Um, I would start with them two again on Saturday, Sunday, what day? Sunday. Um, Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> Confusing everyone. Um, I just think that the likes of Victor needs a pre-season with us. To, I just think, I just think that if we'd not got dad bod back that that would be my preferred strike partnership Cole do you agree with that I don't always like these podcasts where everybody agrees not necessarily this one because <laughs> I just think it's like you need a little bit of a bit of an angle don't you but someone will disagree in the chat 
<laughs> no, you're, you're absolutely spot on, Andrew. I couldn't agree more. It's all about that pre-season, isn't it? I think if you look at the attributes of both Adebayo and Dan, who I think I think Dan will, will still be here next season, if I'm if I'm being honest with you, because I think there is a there's a player in there. He just needs to kind of figure out what his best kind of approach to a game is, if that makes sense, because he's a really really good forward outside the box, which is a yeah. Lucas. A ludicrous thing to, to be in it really as a centre forward. Um but in terms of like their abilities to be able to press and play, all of them have that attribute like Cotter has. Um but yeah to kind of answer your question at this stage I think yes both of them two are our, our best striking partnership, Catcher and, and Dion. Uh, but I think over time, you know, we'll we'll all stand stand corrected I think with with the um with the other two lads. Absolutely. Um I've said, I basically said what Anne you said, just in a different way. Yeah. Different yeah. order, with some different yeah. words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's hard to disagree, though. I think, you know, that partnership um, is... With me, many try. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's certainly a good one, and I think I, I'd be inclined to, to head up uh, on Sunday with those two again uh, and get yeah, them... Sorry, Ben. Sorry to interrupt. I, I do think that it, a lot of it, again, it all boils down to what, what division we're in, doesn't it? Like, I question, and Dan's just put, Dan Summers has put sending back, undoubtedly, un, un, sorry. Um, but uh, if we're in the championship, could he cut it? Probably not. You know, Victor, probably, yeah, because he's played there before. De- Bob Varson, absolutely, yeah. And Dion, he's never played there, has he? So you, but you just have to hope that he could transfer them goals from the lower leagues to, to the championship. But there is a space there because I do think that we'd, we'd need somebody else as well from a striking perspective. But I, 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 would ne- I think our, our necessary areas to strengthen if, if we do get promoted is, is certainly in the, uh, the CAM position, I think. The creativity, the link between the defensive elements of our midfield to the attack. There's a bit, of, there's a bit of a gap there. I think Kieran Lee is um, unfortunately slowing down a little bit, and he's, I think he's because he's not being played as often. He's, he's looking a little bit um, under the weather, not the right yeah. term to use, but he's not looking his normal self. Rusty, um, rusty. Yeah. Yeah. You know, mean? realistically, it's competition for places. I think Dempsey has done an excellent job in that vacant ten role. Um, yeah. Whether Sorry. I can see him there long term, who knows. Um, but I, I think, yeah, we, we've got a good squad, really, when you look at it, haven't we? There's a, a lot of options in there. Uh, our midfield is, is a pretty nice area to look at. You know, we've got Sheehan, um, MJ, Morley, all capable of operating, operating in that sort of eight role, even Thomason. Um, he played well when he came MC, on. Kieran Lee, there's a, a lot in there uh, to be excited about. Um, and with this current squad that we have, um, a bit of a weird question I've got, but do you think we'd fare better or worse in the championship? Looking at it from a playing in a more intense, competitive, fast paced uh, league throughout, so from the top end of the table right down to the bottom, how do you think we'd get on? Um, obviously, this league is a, a very mixed bunch. There is a, a very healthy balance of direct teams to call them 
that that's probably being generous but uh, and teams that like to, to to play football so how do you think we'd fare in the championship how do you how do you reckon we'd get on say if we were to get promoted with a, a few additions here and there what what how do you see our, our first season back in the championship going Colin? i think it's a the the standard despite the fact that we haven't been we haven't been out of it for too long in terms of years and time i think it's a lot better than we were when, when we were last in it I think that's shown with, and I know Wigan have had a few off the field issues, but if you look at them in terms of how convincing they were last season and that step up into the championship, maybe the way they play has not really been as beneficial to them. I know I probably shouldn't really be talking about Wigan, but I'm trying to like. Un- well, there's certainly an argument for it. it the manager situation with them ain't going to help, though, is it? You can't settle when you go through managers like. No, of course not. No, but yeah. Well, what the reason why I mentioned them lot is because I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to get it clear in my head as to how we play in comparison to unsuccessful teams in in the championship. And I do think if you look at Sunderland, they're doing very, very well and play a very similar way to as Mm. to what we do, but obviously a a better level. It's it's no shame in admitting. I think it. I think we'd be mid to low end in our first season. That'd be, I think that'd be realistic in terms of where we can hope and expect to be if we were to get promoted. But I'm really careful and not getting too far ahead of ourselves with the E I E I E R. It's all a long, long way to go. We've got a lot of big games left. You know, we've got obviously three, hopefully four more games to go, and they're they're absolutely the the there are there are trillion times more important than that pizza cup final. Absolutely. Um, a healthy bit of optimism, I think we're calling it. Mm-hmm. And what do you think? Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm, just picking up on a couple of comments in the chat, actually, which is similar to what I was thinking. So, Bollocks. we absolutely need just to picking that up off the chat. We absolutely <laughs> need to be. <laughs> Four or five good signings in the summer. Can't wait yeah. till January. We need, we need to hit the ground running with yeah. early door signings. Get a full pre-season with us. Um, but the the core of the team, I think, is is good enough. I, I absolutely think if we go up, we'd be mid to lower end of the table. But you'd like to think we could, we could, we could certainly compete. And as someone else put, is it Liam? Did you put about what we the way we play is good, just needs to be faster. So when you watch, when I've certainly when I've watched championship matches, I'm like, whoosh. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm nervous watching this. Um, yeah, little, it's very fast, but it's there. but yeah. it's pretty and it's similar to how we play. It's just so much faster. And sometimes I do find we're a little bit. I'm constantly thinking, oh, just a bit faster, faster, faster. Um, but I'd 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 say we'd give it a I'd say we'd give it a go. I'd, I I wouldn't expect any sort of miracle in that. I wouldn't expect us to do a Sunderland, but I, I'd certainly think we could hold our own against some of the teams. Well, there are, think, there are very sort of good examples of us playing that quick tempo football. You know, Wickham at the start of the season was a great one. Um, for, for large periods of the Sheffield Wednesday game away, we were a really good side. And I think that the, it's tough for us to be really quick and perhaps aggressive and intense with the way we play when teams aren't really that asked about coming to press us. Um, it's, it's really Dance tough to shift the ball around. 
Uh, her son watches this, Dan. <laughs> he's not. He's at sleepover. <laughs> no, it's, it's recorded. I just, got, I just got embarrassed. <laughs> We're. Um, we don't. I don't think we'll read that one out. Uh, for those of you who are watching live, well done. You've got, you've got that one. But for those of you watching at home, if you want to find out what happens in the chat, then you've got to come and watch it live. No chance does not have one. <laughs> no, I do not. That's with Slither move on. What were we talking about? <laughs> um, I have yeah. no idea. <laughs> what I think, what I do think that we would benefit from is our style of play, and I think we would attract players to come and play for us. A because of who we are as a football club. B because of the the, the way we play. Um, I think we'll be trusted with. The, if any loans were to want to come to us, i.e. your Bradleys, but also any players that are left clubs who have maybe just kind of dropped out of the Prem or, or just can't can't quite make it into the into top six in, in championship. We were looking for a new club. Dep- dep- obviously, it has to, the wage budget needs to needs to fit, but I do think we will, we can, we will be able to attract players to come and play for us. So we need a goalkeeper within yeah. the first week of the window. Yeah, I think Liam's actually just put a, a good comment in saying that the loans will be queuing up, which is another good point. You look at the way we've played this season and how well Traff and Bradley have done uh, and, and fitted into the system. You're looking at you know the likes of Premier League youngsters that are, are hot on the trail of getting into the side. You've got to be thinking that that, that would be in the mix for some. Chelsea have got loads of players, haven't they? What's that ZH up to? Do they not fancy dropping down? I think probably earns more than our entire squad. Yeah, we'll pay we'll pay like zero 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 point one percent of his salary. And then (laughs) must be nice to uh, to have too much money than send. Three teams, Chelsea. Surely's got a few players that can lend us next season. Well, Nottingham Forest aren't far off either. They've got a healthy sized squad, haven't they? Yeah. Um, but fans own man of the match time. Uh, we've already had one vote in. Chris gave it to Elias Kachunga. If you are watching along live, drop your comments in the chat. Yeah, don't be shy. Don't be shy. Just send them in. Tell us who, who you think man of the match is. So the reason to be positive and there's plenty of choices. So, yeah, tell us. There is. Yeah, there is. Uh, drop your comments in. Let us know who gets your man of the match award. Uh, and whilst you're doing that, Drop a like on the video as well, because uh, that also does help. We've seen uh, the numbers steadily creeping up. but Can you talk about algorithms for a bit, Ben? Just in case people want to understand why. Colin's always guessing what I was. Wow. I mean, if you're interested, when you uh, like the video, it just pushes up, uh, pushes us up high people's uh pages so to speak so when people go on youtube uh, the more of you that like our video the more people uh will see our video on their home page and uh, we all want more people to come and watch and get involved with the chat so drop us a like because uh, it does help and the same can be said for following us on twitter and liking our stuff over there the uh, same principle applies but i think we've had some comments in so we'll go for them and a match and get them on the screen really awesome. get them on the screen tell us who people are saying come on let's, let's get people oh it's there. really split i've been watching them come in i'm my i'm really struggling <laughs> it's as if, yeah, well we'll go through the it. chat we'll go through the chat and we'll see what people have said so liam bwfc has said capture uh 
we have had Brandon, who says, man of the match, Bradley, caused absolute havoc down that right-hand side. Pete Limbrick has gone with Connor Bradley. Uh, who else have we had? I wish you'd all stop talking amongst yourself because it makes it really hard work. <laughs> Chris, Chris Burton's done well. Alex has said Dempsey. Chris Burton has Damn, gone with dumb. Owen Towell. David Green has mirrored that and said Owen Towell. Uh, Dan oh, Sumner. Is that your Towel. 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 I've, I've got a cold, all right? You're I've, I've got hair fever. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm struggling. <laughs> uh, Malk has given it to Bradley and Dempsey as a, a joint man of the match. You can't have joint man of the match. It's just the one. Just the one. Well, he had a joint young player of the season award last night. Yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, good point. That's a very clever thing please to do. Please, please. Yeah, no, I don't think so much that. Just to give him a little boost in it. Arguably, two of our best players. Get a little, little, little boost going into the last few games of the season. Quite clever, that thing. Indeed. Uh, and I just, just look what you've done to the chat. Look what you've done. <laughs> no, we ain't done it. You've done it. You said it. We'd have picked up in it anyway. Oh. I'm gonna go catch you just because I thought he did well in that in those conditions and he held the ball well and he was strong and yeah I'm gonna go catch you thank you. Colin, who are you going with? Very difficult this. They, they all played. They all played pretty well yesterday. I think it's very, very, very important. No, sorry, very, very um, easy that we recognise. Importantly, recognise. Sorry. How important Owen Tall is to or Tull is to our team. Forever will be Tull. Yeah, he was absolutely fantastic yesterday. Um, they didn't offer much in terms of attacking prowess, but what they did when they did, he was the main man, weren't he? I think he just kind of gelled the defensive unit together again and the fact that he, he played as well as he did and, and hardly, he didn't like it, he'd it, it, been away was just a, a testament to how good he is, really. So, 100% uh, Owen Tull. Sorry, Tull. I was going <laughs> to give it to Owen, but I'm not going to say his last name again, so I'm giving my Man of the Match award to Kachunga. Wait. Um, you got an elaboration on that other than the fact that you say Tull's name wrong? No, no, nothing else. Just, just Kachunga. That'll do. Moving on. For those of you who are listening, either back on Spotify or, or can't see the chat, if you're watching back, we've we've had some comments in that that one says towel, one says towel, uh, one says cobbled, one says toad, uh, one says you poor soul. Uh, uh, if, you want, if you want, if you want, if you want to abuse Ben anymore, just head straight to Twitter. He loves it. Oh yeah, I can <laughs> oh, leave he's able to deal. He's able to deal with it so well. So if you want to carry this on afterwards, then straight to Twitter. <laughs> I'm fed up with this. Can, can you two start saying <laughs> stupid stuff so you can get some stick? I say lots of stupid stuff. Yeah, um, I know you don't get half of this. I'm going to move just the subject on right. slightly. <laughs> I'm going to move the subject on slightly because I, I think we will need to address this. Not exactly an elephant in the room, but something that people are asking. Um, what happened with Stockley's red card? I think um, Alex put it in. Which I think he's just joined the chat. Um, I'm in the North Stand Upper. So my understanding of what happened was 
during the corner that was being taken, um, there was a bit of a, a melee, as there always is, uh, amongst the six-yard box, of which um, Stockley was marking um, MJ. So MJ then obviously pushed him back, and he pushed him, yada, yada, yada. Stockley then grabbed his hairbands, took it off his head, and threw it on the side behind the goal. Uh, which of, of which the referee, credit where credit's juice, spotted it and, you know, had a word with him and said, listen, obviously I'm guessing if you do it again, you will have words. And then the corner was taken. Um, the referee inevitably gave a foul against our player and, and, and give a free kick to to um, to whoever were playing yesterday, Fleetwood, I think they're called. Um and then, as a result from that, when the players were running back in the defensive positions, Stockley was then running up the pitch because obviously he's a forward. He then grabbed the back of MJ's head again and pulled him backwards. I think whether he pulled his hair or aimed to pull his hair band off again, the fourth official spotted it. Bear in mind, they're all linked up, aren't they? So obviously, the refs telling the Lionel what's happening. The Lionel's telling the fourth official, yada, yada, yada. And as a result, he, he got sent off. Now, is it raising his hands? Yeah. If, if that was the case, should he have sent him off in the first place? Probably, yeah. He obviously given the benefit of the doubt, and he then he got sent off. It's brilliant when Ben. What a da- What a silly red card that was. <laughs> That's my understanding from where we were sat in the north upper, because obviously I've got quite a good vantage point of, of like the, you know, the uh, the corner and free kicks on that end. Someone said he gave him a black round the back of the head. I don't know. Not quite, no. It's good when Ben mutes well, himself yeah. because then it's just me and you and everybody else in the chat. And then, <laughs> and then but then he when he got sent off, MJ's reaction was fantastic with a little pat on the back for him when he was off it when yeah. he was trotting off. He would have had verbals as well, wouldn't he? Did I make oh, yeah, sense? He, did, he, he was doing this, he was doing this and then tapping him on the back. Yeah, yeah did it make sense then when I were telling you what happened? Yeah. Yeah, Chris Dawson so... just moved at me across the con across the um the stairwell. MJ's Alex Band or something. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> he's, uh, yeah, it's really just, it's, it's just a stupid thing to do, isn't it? It's just, you, when you're told about it the first time, to then go and do it again in plain sight of the fourth official is just... Exactly. So childish. I'm a, I'm a massive fan of the shitos in attitude in, in game because I think it winds the opposition up and it allows you to get a little bit of an advantage. But only when it's done right and it's not done like relentlessly. You can kind of tell that um, Scott Brown's their manager, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Josh I mean, Miller's 242, yeah. That was horrible, that, that. That was really yeah. bad. But yeah. the way, not least of all the fact he went in for it when there was no way he was going to come away with the ball, but the way he I'm jumped. I'm sure we just give him a good well. clapping corner and all. I think but the way he, he just jumped. Frustrated, weren't he? You're getting nowhere near a ball. We're in the field, and he's all about having having possession of the ball. In and you know, he didn't really leave us on good terms. Really, I don't think either. So, bit of a shame. I liked him, but that was shocking. That indeed. Um, so, looking ahead to Bristol Rovers, obviously the playoffs are in our sights, but there is a job to be done on Sunday. Uh, could decide whether we face Barnsley or Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, ben, do us a favour for the group and, and, and me as well. To be fair, what are the what are the what are the scenario? Do you know what the scenarios are in terms of 
you know, if we win, the others lose, draw. Is it so you know, against and stuff? Derby, I believe, face a trip to Sheffield Wednesday. And if Derby win there and we don't pick up points against Bristol and we drop into six, yeah, uh, ultimately that will mean we play Sheffield Wednesday. Right. If we pick up points, uh, I think we have to win at Bristol. If Derby win, we have to win as well. Right. Um, to stick with fifth, yeah. and that'll put us up against Barnsley. Um, right. No matter who we play, I think their away leg will be first. Um, yes, that's true, because I think third and fourth play at home, because it's, yes. it's a reward for finishing higher up in the league, isn't it? which is kind of yeah. fair enough, really. They play the home in the second leg, don't they? Yes. Uh, Peterborough are still in the mix for six, so if Derby lose to Sheffield Wednesday and Peterborough pick up points against Barnsley, um, then they all of a sudden come into the mix. I mean, but we, won't, we won't come up against Peterborough regardless, will we? Because we're fifth. Not unless they knock out. Not in the semis, no. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'll face them at Wembley. Ultimately, I think the likely outcome is we're going to be playing both Sheffield Wednesday and Barnsley. Mm-hmm. Uh, which way round is anyone's guess? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that is a, a summary of what could happen. I'll tell you what, us the Sheffield Wednesday Wembley, that's what Sky will want, won't they? That'll be the one they want, won't that's they? The, that's the money match, isn't it? That's the money match, yeah. That's the one that you'll get more eyes on it, won't they? If you look at it. With all due respect to Peter Brew and Barnsley, who are obviously two, two great clubs. But, yeah, when you look at it like that, the, the attendance will be... Again, a sellout won't it? You'd suspect, and Sky will be all over that, won't they? Certainly. Certainly. Have they got any brown envelopes going spare? <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, what, would you prefer either one of those? I mean, obviously, Sheffield Wednesday at Wembley would be the big, the big game uh, to to have your eye on from both a casual fan's point of view and perhaps ours as well. Would you rather play either one of those at Wembley and uh, one? In the uh, two leg games, Carl? The, the only team I'd rather not play at Wembley would be Barnsley. Okay. And I think the manager is very, he's got a, got a bit of something about him. He knows what he knows the script, doesn't he? I think Sheffield Wednesday's gaffer, I don't think Wednesday fans are still a, few, a massive advocate of his. And I think with them being so good for a long part of the season and ending up in the playoffs is not going to go down very well with their fans, I wouldn't have thought. Peterborough did not look great against us this season. They've and got think, a very good record in the playoffs, though. I yeah. But, they're up there. Yeah. I think they've won it what, like uh, the most times, along with a couple of other teams. They've uh, got a good that track record. Says, but... that, yeah, that just says you've been... Crap and inconsistent in your, your seasons, on it really. If you're, if, you're, if you're always in playoffs and stuff, <laughs> do you know what I mean? You get relegated, or then you you're not performing well enough in in the in this regular season. Well, I don't buy much into that. Um, yeah, so the only team I wouldn't really like to play when would be Barnsley, but I think we're gonna probably gonna play them in, in the in the semis, aren't we? So um, I, I just I just fancy against anybody in that in that mix. I really do. Derby. I wouldn't like to play Derby at Wembley either, to be fair. That'd be another good one for Sky, wouldn't it? I suppose. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Forgetting about them. I just don't think they can go to Hillsborough and win, though. I think I think Sheffield Wednesday, despite what I've just said in terms of their inconsistencies in the last ten games, I think they'll win at all because they need they'll need to win to go into the playoffs with a win on the back of a win, if that makes sense. 
Well, if they don't win and, and Peterborough pick up points, then all of a sudden Derby are out of the question. So that's two huge games at the top end of the table. Obviously, both Barnsley and Sheffield Wednesday are going to be keen to, to head into the playoffs with the home advantage on the back of a win. And Derby and Peterborough are going to be looking at the other teams thinking, we've still got a chance, we've still got a sniff. So, What are people saying in the chat about what, what are everyone's thoughts about their preferences? Have they got a preference or are you not really asked? It doesn't people. seem to be really much of a, a preference. Uh, a lot of people are talking I about... I want Barnsley. I want Barnsley because we'll get a bigger allocation of tickets. And <laughs> that is about the only reason. I don't care who we play because the only team I didn't want us to play is Ipswich and we won't be. So I'll take the all, of Yeah, you're spot on. They're the only team this season have come to our players and I thought they're good. Yeah. Players. They're a good side. I mean, we bear in mind we had, we had a few players out, didn't we, when we played them? Um, so I think we would, probably would have put, come up, we'd probably perform better if we'd have had more to choose from in terms of options. But um, yeah, the others. We spanked Plymouth at Wembley. I don't fear anybody on that pitch at Wembley. We yeah, they're, probably gonna, <laughs> they're probably going to win the league, aren't they? As well, to be fair. Yeah, Plymouth. Yeah. But it's like a little, so now it's like we were talking before about that tournament mentality football and it it all kind of switches again because you've got to go out and play. There's no point in playing for a draw. Is these, you've got to bring the game. They've got to bring the game to us. So they'll be they'll be worried about us. They'll be fearing playing us. I think so. All you have to do is look at this season's results to, to understand that we're, when we're on our game, we can blow teams away. I mean, Barnsley away was a... Another great example of when when we're on top form, we're playing well. We can we're a match for anyone in this league. They did have ten men though for the majority of that game, but I I I was confident going into that game anyway to because they weren't. Yeah, but even the way we started, by the time they got down to ten men, you know, I think Dion had already had a penalty claim uh, waved away. We won a lot before we got sent off, or was did that did it make it one 0 I think it made it. I think it was a penalty that was given to Dion, and that resulted in the sending off. but yeah, I back us against anyone besides Ipswich. Uh, I back us against anyone on our day. Um, Are we looking at it through white tinted glasses though? No, Probably. because we've shown it this season. We, we blew Plymouth away at Wembley. We yeah. beat Barnsley away. Yeah. We put in a very good shift against Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. Um, Derby at home, I thought was a bit of a an iffy game. It was one of them. I don't think we went that bad away. Um. And Peterborough, we Derby away, we were down a little bit on numbers, weren't we? Yes, yeah. We Sheffield, even Sheffield Wednesday home, I think back to that game, we obviously was quite early on in the season. We were the best team before they scored. Conor Bradley missed a one-on-one, didn't he? And I think if that goes in, we'd have probably beat them. And yeah. they scored two it quick was a, goals. They scored two yeah, it was goals. a moment of madness. I think Santos had a bit of a blunder. Yeah, he did. And all of a sudden, we found ourselves trailing. Um, so we've shown it this season that we're, we're capable of, of playing against the big boys. Um, big so boys. Yeah. Big boys. Wow. Well. Talk to you, Ollie. You're not an OnlyFans now, Ben. Big boys, medium boys, small boys. Whatever. Whatever floats your boat. Yeah, whatever you're into. Uh, so, squad selection for Bristol, obviously, we're playing on Sunday. Um, playoffs will be uh, two very different games to what we've we've had this season. Who are you uh, sending off to Bristol? What's your, your lineup looking like? Are you perhaps giving a rest to someone like Charles, who 
has played a lot of minutes and has been in that red zone? Or are you looking at him and thinking he's not scored in three or four? He needs the goal heading into the playoffs. Rest him. What are you? Uh, Rest what are your him. thoughts? There'll be yeah, there'll be a lot of um, mysterious injuries in at lost on this coach of our in charge. There'll be a few hamstring tweaks. Oh, few, you? Few head only have so many injuries. <laughs> bugs. I no, I mean to the key players. To the key players, Ben. Your Dion Charles is, you know. Who else? Who else are you rested? Who are you, who, who's who's missing out? Um, but you obviously taking into account, you've got to be careful with this with the MC. whole Burnley Rest thing, me. don't you? With the with the fielding weaker sides thing. As long as, you, as, long as you're in your squads, they don't matter, does it? Yeah, yeah, I think as as long as we're making use of the, the players that are registered, I don't think it's too yeah. Much of a Dempsey and Dempsey and, and and Charles, Dion Charles, are the first ones that stand out to me. Give them a rest. Um, Connor. Connor Bradley possibly as well, depending on what cover we've got. If Rico's play, if Rico's fit, which I think I think personally, I think he will be. He needs minutes. He starts tall right sided centre half. Geth right back or right wing back. Rest Connor Bradley. Rest Dion Charles. Rest. Um, rest, uh, Dempsey, and dare I say it, dare I say it, and please don't shout at me on the do chat. not rest James Trafford. I'll poke your eyes out. Yeah, rest him. What's the point? Do do out on Saturday. No matter what, what you know, if he gets in, it would just be our luck. It would yeah. just be our luck that right it before the playoffs, he gets his leg. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> you think about you think about how often, and this is probably the reason why I was thinking about this earlier. This is probably the reason why we don't often have. Uh, keeper on the bench. Do you think how often we get challenged in terms of shots on goal by our by by the opposition? Not very often. And if they are the pot shots from outside the box, 20, 25 yard out, whatever. There aren't very often it isn't very often we play these type of teams with all due respect to Bristol City, Bristol Rovers, sorry, uh, that, uh, that that are able to, to 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 test us. So why not play Dixon? Why risk Traff coming out for a cal- corner, getting elbowed in head, having to then concuss. It's just not worth it. I, oh, I'm probably going to get shot on the, on the chart, but... It's a nightmare, though, just you saying that. that. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> rest Trafford, rest Dempsey, rest Bradley, rest Dion Charles. There you four. And then... Ultimately, Trafford's in, in a position where you don't really need match minutes every week to be performing at your best. He's probably still going to be firing on all cylinders if he misses out against Bristol and comes back for the playoffs. Um, I would love it. I'd love it if Dixon started and kept a clean sheet and then he just left in the summer and I was like, yeah, his last game, clean sheet. Let him get on with the rest of his career. Yes, he wasn't the best, but that'd be good, wouldn't it, that? That'd be really good. Chris has put a comment in saying he'd give Luke Hutchinson minutes before Dixon. But I think then you might be pushing the boat out with the whole bringing too many plays in and, and giving people a rest. <laughs> mm. Do people not agree with what I'm saying, or do they, do they agree? I don't know. What are the people? No, what are people generally, like? generally, people are agreeing, yeah, to to rest them and the lads. I think Kyle certainly needs a needs a bloody rest. He don't stop. I think a lot of people yeah. are, are agreeing with the Bradley shout. Uh, Dan Sumner has said send Traff and Bradley to Dubai on a Sunday <laughs> for a week. Yeah, um, he's right. He is. He's right. Spot on. Like, he, yeah, I, I don't see the point. There's no point, is there? We've just said we we've just said we fancy us against any of the any of the playoff chasers. So it, rest them. Rest them. But it just comes down to if they want to play if they want to play Friday night or Saturday day. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what it does, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sure it makes for an interesting lineup. I think uh, whatever way you look at it, there will be some changes. I think it's probably likely that perhaps Lundaloo comes in up front for, for one of either Catcher or Charles. Um, probably start, he'll probably start Cameron Jerome and one of either um, Dan or Victor, I think. You think yeah. he's going to start Cameron? Yeah. I think so. Short, short time will play as well, I think. Interesting. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind that. Um, yeah, yeah, Williams will start left back as he deserves to keep his place, but I think the deck will come in for the playoffs. Interesting. Interesting. I'm not we'll see. He does, we, we never, you can never guess him, can you? You can never second guess him ever. He's done all yeah. sorts of weird and wonderful team selections. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of sort of the players that we'd rest, Connor Bradley, uh, I mean, what a night he had at the uh, awards evening. Uh, a huge congratulations to him. Scooping mm. up three, I think. Yeah. Uh, what a talent. What a talent. Probably deserves that rest if we were, uh, if we're all being honest. Um, I think that just about rounds off today's episode. Um, there is, so... Uh, a, a little change to the schedule. You won't be catching us on a Sunday, obviously, because we're, we're playing against Bristol. Uh, the next podcast will be on the Monday. Say the full so, name. Say the full name. There's two, there's two teams Bristol, Bristol Rovers. Bristol yeah, Rovers. Don't do the Sheffield Wednesday, Sheffield United trick again. It's just lazy journalism, Ben. <laughs> if you would like to catch our season roundup and uh, post Bristol Rovers podcast, you can catch us on the Bank Holiday Monday. And we also have a uh, very special guest episode coming. Good and um, Good and Yes. Very good indeed. Uh, the 10th of May. Put it in your diaries. the 10th of May. Put it in your diaries because you don't want to miss it. Half past seven. Uh, be there or be square. Um, We're very privileged and very appreciative of this particular guest, aren't we, Benjamin? We are indeed. We are indeed. It's been a labour of love. Um, yeah. Certainly looking forward to it. <laughs> and uh, I hope you all will be too. Uh, you can fire your guesses in. We're not going to tell you. I think you should uh, be quite um, excited by this one, though, guys. Yeah, yes. you should be quite excited. I would, I've uh, got quite a degree of confidence. Would you agree? Absolutely. I would uh, hedge my bets that you, you'll want to see this one. So, if you do, make sure you're following us. Uh, tomorrow, I believe, you can expect some sort of hint as to who it might be. Um, Run them hints by me and Andy before you put them out, Ben, just to make sure. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> uh, the one clue I will give you is that it's not Owen Towell. <laughs> oh... Oh, he'll, he'll, be he'll be busy <laughs> celebrating um, but yes you can catch us um, Dan Sumner it's not Laura Woods either unfortunately uh, she, she fell out with no, me a long time ago she fell out with me a long time ago I'll have a word with her I'll see if we can get her on in pre-season <laughs> but yes we are looking forward to it give my head in <laughs> still, still me now. 
still think it's about it. Did anyone else see that? I thought that was disrespectful, or was it just me to them lads? I don't know. Was, I was, were I just like off the mark with that? I don't know. Like, should we just move on or what? Well, anyway, you can carefully moving on. You can catch us in the next episode, uh, and you don't want to miss the guest one. Uh, more to come on that. Make sure you're following us over on Twitter uh, and subscribe to us on YouTube, and you'll be notified when we go live. It's so, a double pod week. It's a double pod week. It is indeed. Um, we've got a busy schedule for you all. So, without further ado, we'll sign off there, and we will catch you in the next one. We'll catch you in the next one. Boom, boom. <laughs> it's never.